Hi guys, welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Marie, obviously. <laughs> Welcome back. Happy Taco Tuesday. Let's catch up because it's been a whole week. Um, so this week I found out that I was born on a Taco Tuesday. Uh, honestly, my life makes a lot more sense. And I feel like y'all needed to just know that. So that's probably why I'm obsessed with it. Anyways, this month for August, I started reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People It is the August Book Club book, so it's not too late to start. Go get it. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, So click the link, order your book, and read it with me because it's super good. Um, We're going to speed them through this today because I'm tired. Anyways, movies that have come out. I still haven't seen Barbie. Still haven't seen Oppenheimer. The Haunted Mansion came out last weekend. I haven't seen that either. Um, so hopefully I can catch all three of those this week. That's the goal. We'll update you on that because I'm not a thousand percent sure that's going to happen, but that's the goal. Also, Kelsia Ballerini is releasing the healed version of her Rolling Up the Welcome Mat EP. And personally, I need that. So I will be on Do Not Disturb Thursday night at 10 p.m. when it releases and y'all should listen to it because I love her. She's so cute. And now that she's dating What's-His-Face from Outer Banks, it's adorbs. Anyways, I don't really have much else to catch you up on. We went to Thanksgiving Point this weekend because they still have Dinosaur Island. Romy is obsessed with dinosaurs, guys. It is my favorite thing. She always talks about them. She always wants to be doing stuff with them. So she had a blast. Um, I also took her to watch the sunset. And usually that's something I do by myself. Usually I go when I don't have her while she is with her dad. But I was like, oh, that would be so fun. So we went and got snacks at Maverick. And then we went to my little sunset watching spot. And she zonked. So it was fun. We did not make it the whole time. And that is probably a mom-only, you know, endeavor. So it was super fun, though. She had a blast. She was just, it's just late, you know. Like 8.30 is bedtime and it's the same si- same time as the sunset. So maybe later when the sun sets earlier. Anyways, let's dive into what we're talking about this week. Which is soulmates and the company that you keep. Because this is crucial to being happy. So first we're going to talk about soulmates. Because I love the concept of soulmates. I wholeheartedly believe in them. Some people are haters and think that... It's a hoax, but it's not. At least I don't think it is. But here's what I think. So the technical definition is someone who's ideally suited for you as a close friend or romantic partner. And I feel like the most popular context of a soulmate is like an intimate or romantic partner. But I don't really agree with that. I feel like a soulmate can be anyone in your life. So... And I don't feel like they need to stay in your life. Like, some soulmates are meant to teach you a lesson. Some soulmates are meant to leave. Some soulmates are meant to come into your life. They'll touch your soul, and then they'll leave. And that's just how life goes. 
Um, they for sure can be platonic. They can be your family. They can be romantic. Whatever context. But I wholeheartedly believe in them. On the romantic side, I also believe in, like, twin flames because I don't necessarily believe that, like, you're destined for one singular person and, like, may the odds be ever in your favor, right? Like, I hope you can find that one single person you're meant for in the sea of eight billion of us. No freaking way. However, my, like, comprehension of a twin flame is it's your soul's mirror, And it's just, it's basically just the person you're most compatible with, right? It's the person who, like, is your other half. This is the one that you hear everyone call their person, the one, whatever. This is the person that is going to be your romantic partner. But again, it's like the timing of it has to be perfect. The circumstances that they're in versus the circumstances you're in have to be perfect. So no, I don't think it's just going to be one person, but I do think eventually you will come in contact with a person at the right time and in the right place that is that you're just going to be most compatible with. And you never know when that is. You never know who that's going to be. Anyways, that is my like comprehension of soulmates. So I'd love to hear back from y'all. DM me on Instagram what you think of soulmates because I could talk about it all day. I love it. Anyways, next we're going to talk about the company that you keep. Um, So this one thing that came to mind is the people around you should celebrate you. They should feel grateful for you. They should support you and they should lift you up. I was in a relationship when I got promoted at work and I was so proud of myself, guys. Like I had been working my ass off and I was just stoked okay I was getting a raise I was changing job structures I was leveling up and I couldn't celebrate it at home because the person I was with was sick and just flat out told me he didn't want to hear about it so I did not celebrate my promotion um and something I learned from that like looking back in hindsight because in the moment, I was obviously like, oh, obviously you're sick. What did I say about myself? So sorry. Anyways, what I learned is you shouldn't be berated for, like, being happy for yourself, which I consistently was. So that's been something that has been really hard to break because you should be able to be proud of yourself, especially to the people that are around you. You should be able to talk about your accomplishments, talk about things you're passionate about, talk about things that like are happening in your life or in your brain without being berated, without being made out to feel small. And you need to just stop dimming your light to keep small-minded people around because it's not worth it. It is so much like it's so much easier to one just be alone. Like you can celebrate yourself. That is way better than dimming your light for someone who is never going to appreciate what you have to offer. And you can find someone who will celebrate you. So there's also no reason to stay in that situation. So there's my little snippet of the beginning of this concept. So first we're going to dive into mirror neurons. 
Because when you spend time with someone, your brains have something called mirror neurons and they trigger and they monitor the things that people do around us. And you will start to do the same things. That is why like people will yawn one after another. That's your mirror neurons firing. Um, And like it's a neurological connection with the people that you surround yourself with. So when you spend time with people, you tend to start doing the things that they do. You talk the way that they talk and you adapt their habits and their routines. Which if you've listened to literally any other episode, you know that habits and routines are like top tier to succeeding in life or feeling fulfilled. So if you're friends with someone who smokes or drinks or doesn't exercise or doesn't have any goals, you will slip into that if you have not already slipped into it. You will capture their mannerisms, their behaviors, their habits, their like ways of thinking on like subconsciously. It's not going to be at the forefront of your brain all the time. So vice versa, if you hang out with fit people who prioritize their health, who have goals, who are constantly trying to level up or improve themselves, you will slip into that. That is why, at least in my opinion, when you have an accountability buddy, you are successful. You're more successful than you would be if you didn't. And I'm not saying that's bad. Like, it's not bad if you can do it alone. It's not bad if you don't do it alone. People in general like connection they crave connection and especially if you are happy and thriving in your environment with the people that you share life with then it's a lot easier so in terms of the second uh like scenario that I shared if you want to improve yourself find someone who's in the same mindset as you so find someone in a similar position in life my family like me and my mom and her boyfriend and my brother have a spreadsheet that we fill out every day and if we complete certain tasks uh like getting up early drinking enough water reading going to the gym stretching uh, meal prepping every week if we complete those we go and fill in our score and on the main page of this spreadsheet there's a scoreboard we are all pretty competitive so that is one way to motivate us to get our shit done during the day And having an accountability buddy helps that. And then we have something we can talk about and connect over because we're doing it together. And your minds will start to trigger that way. Uh, Same thing if you're raising kids. So if you want your kids to act a certain way, you have to be a certain way. Kids are not going to just like do what they're told. (laughs) It's, it's so true. It's as hard as it is to actually live through. They won't. And if you are acting not in accordance with what you're telling them to do, why the hell would they do it? Because you're their role model, right? And you're who they spend a majority of their time with. And if not, that's why you're going to have to do so much research on the daycare that they go to, the schools that they attend, their friends. Like, I remember in high school, if I would bring someone over... And my parents, like, they would, me and my parents were decently tight in high school. So my mom would be like, no, that person's not coming back over. That person is not good for you, blah, blah, blah. Which is crazy that parents can see that. Obviously, like, they've been around the block a few times. They kind of know what they're talking about. Mom, if you're listening to this, no, you're not. Because (laughs) I'm stubborn and I don't want to talk about it. 
Anyways, like, you kind of eventually realize in your brain, like, ah, shit, like, they were right. So I remember when I would bring someone over in high school, they would be like, no, that's not someone you want to associate with. And, like, sometimes you can't see it. Sometimes you're like, what do you mean? I don't understand. Why don't you like them? But, like, things manifest to different people, right? So, like, they could see something that I couldn't at the time. And guess what? Unfortunately for me, every single time they were right. Every single time, and this extended into my adult life, unfortunately. Every single time someone warned me about someone, like, my family was like, oh, I don't think you should date that person. I don't think you should spend time with that person. I don't think you should be friends with that person. Every single time, they were right. Again, mom, if you're listening to this, no, you're not. But, like, you can tell, even if you can't tell, other people around you can tell, and it's so dangerous because truly who you are who you spend time with no matter what. So a like prime example of this is like the little things that you say because when you spend time with someone, your vocabulary changes and that is probably one of the first things to change. But it's so funny because you can tell who spends time together. My brother lives with five people. And we're all super good friends, right? But, like, you can tell who spends time, who spends the most time with who. Because there's two levels of their house, and so three of them are on the top and three of them are on the downstairs. And there's, like, clicks, kind of. But you can totally tell, like, who talks the same, who thinks the same, who has the same mannerisms. And it's just because you have these, like, it's a biological process in your brain that is triggering to have you act a certain way based off of who you spend your time with. So together, we're going to audit that because obviously I'm going to give you some action to do behind this fun fact of your Taco Tuesday. So question one, who do you spend most of your time with and how do they act in heated situations? One thing I strongly believe is you do not truly know someone until you've traveled together until you have seen them in a heated situation, until you have lived together. You don't. Because people can put on a show for a long time. Take it from me, because I've been freaking, (laughs) it's wild, okay? People can put on a show. And if you have not, like, seen them in multiple and every different scenario, you do not know them. Like, you can know things about them, but you don't know them. And trust me, people can change, like, with the clock ticking midnight. So, how do they act in heated situations? Now, turn that inward. How do you react in heated situations, and are they correlated? A lot of the times, you will see this when you become an adult. You will start to catch on to the things that you say And the things that you do, the way that you handle situations, and especially how you handle conflict, is how you did growing up. Is how your parents did to each other. Is how you and your parents did. So that's why it's really important to recognize the generational curses that you are bringing into your home when you move out of your parents' home. Because you no longer have to do things their way. Because you're no longer living under their roof. And sometimes they don't handle things the healthiest ways. So you need to look at how you handle those situations, ideally before you get into a serious relationship because that will just travel with you. 
if you don't heal the things that you grew up with that are going to mess with your brain, you will, one, you're going to find someone who resembles the same environment that you grew up in because you have not comprehended the damage that it did to you. And two, the same issues that you saw at home are going to travel into your relationship, into your friendships, into the, like, any connections that you make because you have not recognized it and healed it yet. So those two questions are probably the most important. Who do you spend time with? How do they handle heated situations? And then turn it into yourself. And how do you handle heated situations? And try and see if there's a correlation. And see, like, what do you like about it? And what do you dislike about it? And who primarily is influencing that, right? The next question is, who's the most prominent person in your life outside of yourself? And this can be anyone. Like, for me, Romy's the most prominent person in my life outside of myself because she's my baby, right? She will always be number one in my life. And what is your favorite quality in that person that is not a physical quality, that is not a physical, like, trait? And I want you to, like, write these down, write your answers down so that you have some a baseline to go off of when we're finished. But... A lot of the times, we really focus on what's perceived by people outside of our bubble. So as a parent, here's an example. If your child is like having an outburst in public, you're more concerned about the perception of the people around you rather than what the hell is going on with your child. Why are they even acting up, right? Like why are they having that reaction to the situation? So find your favorite quality that's not physical, that's not something that like is easily perceived, especially in a heated situation. Try and keep this one positive. So like my example, Romy is so affectionate. She is so sweet. She's so loving. She is the most precious. I mean, so many parents say this, okay? But I'm being for real right now. (laughs) She's the most precious person I've ever met. Her soul is like pure love. Her soul is, she's a good one. She's one of the good ones for sure. But try and recognize that with the people in your life. Even if it's not the most prominent person, audit maybe like five people. Pick five people and answer these questions for them. And what's your favorite quality that they possess that's not physical? And then how does that person talk? Do they cuss? Are they intentional with their words? Do they purposely hurt people's feelings? Are they petty? Do they like to get revenge? Um, I do not comprehend people who just want to be petty or just want to get revenge. That's not something I can even, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not a very malicious person. So it's hard for me to have that, even that mindset. Like I'm trying to always find the positive in the situation because there's no reason not to, right? Like, Obviously, they're having a shitty day. I have no reason to, like, be rude back. So really think about that because I have been with someone who is that way, who is strictly petty. Literally, that's all their life revolves around. And that's hard. Like, that's a pretty shitty way to live. So try and catch the people around you. What are their intentions? You can see this in a multitude of ways. And 
you don't have to like bring it up to them you don't have to be verbal about this but just start noticing little mannerisms are they nice to their waiter when you go out to dinner are they littering like are they disrespectful to service workers that's a huge red flag first of all if you're answering yes immediately that's a no um but next what's your favorite trait about yourself that's not physical because oftentimes your brain is going to work the same way and the things that you admire about other people are traits that you possess the things that you dislike about other people are traits that you possess (laughs) and projection causes you to really pit nitpick things out of other people without consciously connecting the dots that that's something that you do So this is an exercise that's going to really break your heart because (laughs) I want you to look at both sides. So first, what's your favorite trait? Are you honest? Are you loving? Are you kind? Are you positive? You know, do you try and help people? What are your like positive traits that you like? And how does that correlate to this person that you are thinking about as well? On the flip side, what is your least favorite trait about that person and how do you recognize that within yourself? This does not need to be an answer it right away situation. I want you to just think about it because you'll catch yourself for the next few days if you like put the intention in your brain to be consciously aware of this. You'll catch this over the next few days. The people that you spend time with, like maybe they brush their teeth funky or they clean weird or you don't like how their shoes are thrown on the floor or I don't know. I live alone, so I'm try- I'm like racking my brain to try and think of a scenario, but like I the only person is a toddler and she is perfect. So um just try and think of it, like the little mannerisms. You know, you always hear the story of like the newly or I guess like people who are going to get married, right? Like it's few days before their wedding, someone's having cold feet because they don't like the way that they're soon-to-be spouse puts their toothpaste on their toothbrush or squeezes the toothpaste bottle just try and pay attention to like maybe a little more prominent things not necessarily toothpaste but you'll surprise yourself at how many things that you do and that you catch in other people that you don't like anyways how do you talk to yourself when you're alone because your environment heavily influences that uh like Maddie last year hated herself Maddie last year wanted nothing to do with her body with her brain I overthought every single thing that I could do I hated myself okay as soon as I got myself into a different situation my brain did a switch so you need to be conscious about the environment that you live in and that you are purposefully surrounding yourself with because unfortunately it's a self-made problem like whether you want to admit that to yourself or not the people you surround yourself with the place you live it's your problem that's something you did to yourself so how do you talk to yourself when you're alone because my inner dialogue used to be negative my inner dialogue now is positive because I have curated my own little happy space my own environment where I like it here My brain is happy now. And truly, that came with auditing my surroundings, particularly people. So I encourage you to audit the way you talk to yourself when you're alone. Intentionally realize that through the rest of the day, what you're thinking about yourself 
inside of your brain so that you can change it so that it's happy anyways next way to audit people in your life is how do they spend their time do they intentionally work on themselves or are they just in a downward spiral because you are who you surround yourself with so again we've touched on this already in this episode but if you want to be at a certain level you need to surround yourself with people that are probably already at that level or close to because that will rub off on you their mindsets will rub off on you their habits will rub off on you everything so take a look at who you spend your time with and how they spend their time and then turn that around and how do you spend your time when you are no longer with those people like when you're home when you're alone how do you spend your time and how often do you regret how your time was spent an example do you death scroll tiktok until 2 a.m and then wake up and then be like wow why did i death scroll tiktok till 2 a.m don't ask me why that was so specific maybe it's from experience maybe not we don't need to get into it however if you are regretting how your time was spent the simple easy fix is to stop doing that (laughs) is to literally just change what you're doing it's that easy you don't have to worry about it it's not that hard and okay it actually is really hard but (laughs) you can do it we can do hard things that's like my favorite motto so audit how you spend your time now if you did write this down like i said on number three because i forgot to tell you at number one if you did write this down use this as a baseline and intentionally focus on this for the next week because it takes some time to soak in. I don't want you to really answer all these questions immediately. I want you to think about them. I want you to intentionally pay attention to everything that is going on with who you surround yourself with. And then next week or on Sunday, I like to do like a little Sunday reset and that includes like intentionally planning how my interactions are going to go. Maybe that's freaking psycho. Maybe not. But you can start planning where you want to focus your time and you will start to notice a difference because I removed myself from a toxic situation in December and quite literally immediately I was back to my old self. I was happy. You could literally see it on my face that I was different and it's as simple as that. It's as simple as removing people who do not make you a better person who you do not feel happy around and you really can turn your life around with just that simple simple thing so i hope you learned something fun fact of this taco tuesday is mirror neurons (laughs) i don't know why that like even came into my brain but it did and it worked out so hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something send this to someone who needs to hear it and i will talk to y'all next tuesday Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for more of the By Maddie Marie podcast. As always, please drop a five-star review and all my socials and my blog are linked in the description. I'll talk to you guys next week and have the best Taco Tuesday.